You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, today on Lowell's, Brian and I have a story right up our alley. A man who stole $22 million from the Jacksonville Jags franchise. And what did he do with that money? He put it into play on DraftKings and FanDuel. We'll break that down. Also talk a little playoff best ball. It's Lowell's with Pete and Brian Hooper. Let's do it. I, does he think? I it's think he thinks goat. this. He thinks this is a go. Vegas Dave thinks this is a go. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. <laughs> Type in one for yes, two for no. Let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. <laughs> Please don't do bus. Brian, we are back. Didn't have uh, a show last week. I feel like every year we miss what? Maybe three, four, maybe five shows at most. And it was one of them. I feel bad. Yeah, not many. Not many. Uh, five. I wouldn't even say five. Maybe two to two to four. Yeah. it's. Uh, I was in uh, Miami this past weekend and uh, was getting lots of people coming up uh, talking about various Lulz episodes they had enjoyed uh, this year, just all of the uh, the drama and the guests willing to uh, to come on and stuff. So uh, the, the people are enjoying the Lulz. Good. Uh, that looked fun. That did look fun down there. Yeah, I mean, I know who, who you won? personally would never leave your house and have fun like that. But from afar, you could at least appreciate that other people would have fun doing so. It depends on who's going. It depends on who's going. <laughs> I will do well, it. I will uh, sacrilegious in the chat here. And he had mentioned he, he was at this live final and also was a guest of Jay Fresh from the Deposit Kingdom at the uh, DraftKings, King of the Beach live final. And he was talking about how different the vibes were there just such a community element to the underdog life final with everyone knowing each other where he was saying at the DraftKings one it's like once you're dusted people just get up and leave kind of in their own pods siloed off so uh, i've never been to a DraftKings live final but the underdog one definitely felt more like a community event than just people silently sweating their own lineups yeah underdog you know they're playing against each other online on DraftKings. they're just trying to you know get a piece of that parlay picker money you know there's no community there <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. What what are, the, what are these days, Brian? I feel like I feel like that should be our official, uh, you know, Lulz meetup. One of these days, you qualify for one of these. Uh, you bring me as your plus one. We have a little Lulz uh, meet and greet thing. You and I have never met in the flesh, despite podcasting consistently for what like three years now. I think we got to make that happen. We should. Yeah. We could. We could even do a live show. Uh, that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It's funny you say that because isn't our guy Ricky D? What is he at? Uh, is it today? Today? Well, yeah, yeah. Today we were gonna do that live show. What what live final is he at? Um, football, right? What okay. Is, it? is that is it Arizona? Is it? I did. I I said I didn't try once this year. Okay. Yeah, but Ricky had reached out to us, and the timing wasn't gonna work out. Looks like uh, Pete might have, have uh, you know, broadcast oh. reporting. Are you there? 
Yeah, I'm I'm here. Did you did did Pete go out for a second there? Or did I go out for a second there? But um, me. yeah, timing timing issue with Ricky D. I hear you. I see you. So that would have been fun though to get just like random random dudes from the DFS world popping on the show. But yeah, we when he reached out to us about doing it, I was like, oh, that'd be a cool idea. And then he's like, yeah. So the mixer is about gonna be seven uh, West Coast time. I was like, yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna be broadcasting Wolves at at 10 p.m. Eastern. Right. And you got a show. You have a show anyways, don't you? you have- yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, Ricky D, but uh, I got a broadcast while Easton Stick and Aiden O'Connell duel it out on <laughs> Thursday Night Football. <laughs> you know, I've been having the, this thought about this, this, um, you know, the 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 plethora of backup QBs, and I see like Jake Browning, Brock Purdy's perfect example, and I always thought as a bear, you know, I'm the number one Bears fan, Pete. Uh, growing up, why the fuck couldn't the Bears? ever pick off a guy off the scrap heap like Kurt Warner, you know, back in the day, or, you know, yeah. the, the list is endless at this point and they could never get anyone halfway. To, and I was like, if I was them, I would just get like six quarterbacks at the start of the year and just rifle through yeah. them and just rifle through them. And like, who cares? You stink anyways. <laughs> you haven't had a quarterback in, you know, basically forever. I mean, well, that that's the irony of what happened to the Jets this year, right? I mean, they were the team that played most loosey-goosey with their quarterback situation. And then the irony is Joe Flacco has saved the Cleveland Browns' playoff chances. Like, Joe Flacco slinging around. The fantasy pieces are relevant again. Joe Flacco was on the fucking Jets last year. Garrett Wilson had the best game of his career with Joe Flacco. And the yeah. Jets are like, no, I'm good. Joe Flacco was available for any team to pick off of their practice squad the entire season. Um, it seems insane. For their team specifically, too, that was that was, that was a pretty big blunder because uh, they had like a playoff ready, supposedly playoff ready, you know, team, defense, et cetera, and some explosive offensive players. So not have it. Like the Bears is like slightly different over the years where yeah. – you you know you could have pick you could have pick up you know whatever you know Warren Moon in his last year just like you know this type of sh- type of um, you know old actual good player like Flacco was pretty decent right he's got a Super Bowl but like um, why not try you know sign six guys and try like they they did like they did with uh um uh Bajan you know like just have like five of him. And then exactly. Yeah. I mean, you got when you literally don't have a quarterback for 30 or 40 years and you see Brock Purdy, you know, Tom Brady, you know, there's endless amounts, fifth rounders, undrafted, and you just and you just never do anything. It drives me up a wall. So a little peel behind the curtain here, how the, the show production sausage gets made. Uh, I keep uh, just running notes for timestamps uh, as we're going, and then I just drop them in uh, for people if they want to pop around. Uh, at 5.30, the timestamp I have written is, Brick goes full Homer laundry bro on the Bears dysfunction. <laughs> is that a fair characterization? You're now the biggest Bears fan I know. I'm a huge, huge, huge bear. You know how many jerseys I have, Pete? Um, I wonder if I still have uh, – I had a Dick Buckets jersey. There you go. You know what? We Because on the ShipCast, our, our Thursday night football companion stream on ShipChase, we, we try to get a guest that has some kind of affiliation with the team. We ended up having Dinkmeyer on for the Bears game, and I'm we should have given him the boot because I, I've heard enough. You're the biggest Bears fan I know. It's, it's provable. <laughs> um, let's uh, – Let's talk about this uh, parlay uh, picker story here because I had first heard the story just with regards to you know defrauding the Jags out of twenty two million. When I heard the name parlay picker and twenty two million, I just assumed single game parlays, right? Just like blasting off ten leggers, fifteen leggers. This dude was actually playing DFS, daily fantasy sports. Yeah, I mean, I it's hard to from to decipher from the article and what people are saying how much was dfs and how much wasn't what is your impression right now before we like look at this stuff well i mean i did read the article and we'll pull it up here that uh david purdom the espn writer who covers the sports betting industry i mean i guess a lot of where he was punting it off was in the high stakes three mans right 
because yeah. otherwise you would just say, okay, you're maxing the millimaker or whatever. Like you're not even going to be able to burn through that much. But I mean, you would know better than anyone. Like if you're sitting at those stakes night after night and playing a few of those, like that can add up quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and he was playing way higher than, than I would play and playing three mans and stuff. Um, you can, yeah, you could burn through quite a bit. I think the article says though, he lost 500 K. Okay. So, but everyone else seems like he was losing millions. Well, and what his lawyer, I, and I guess I don't really understand why this distinction matters, but the lawyer is saying he was defrauding the team to pay old gambling losses as opposed to bankroll future DFS and sports betting play. I, I don't know why that distinction matters. Though. So my guess is, I could be totally wrong on this, is his lawyer's trying to pump up the addicted to gambling thing so he gets a lighter sentence yep and so you say he lost 20 20 22 million mostly on uh, daily fantasy sports when maybe that's not entirely <clears throat> the whole case yeah um 22 million seems a little high um but a lot <laughs> yeah so he he used he used what was it a virtual uh, the virtual credit card program uh, uh. Yeah, and so he, just he, to, to set the stage for people wondering, uh, so the guy's name is Amit Patel. He's a former Jags employee accused of defrauding the Jags $22.2 million. He was a high-volume, high-stakes DFS player. Um, federal authorities allege that he manipulated the Jags' virtual credit card program and used the proceeds to fund a luxury lifestyle between 2019 and 2023 when the Jags terminated him. I guess too, like to the 22 million thing, Brian, versus like how much you lost in DFS. If you're spraying that hard, you're probably spraying at the club. You probably have an insane car, right? Like that's not the only thing you're spending your 22 million on, right? That's what I'm I'm thinking. Now, yeah, maybe it's not 500,000. Maybe it's like 5 million or 10 million, but I bet he was probably doing other things. Doesn't it see, right? Yeah, that's true. Okay, the 500K tracked at Roto Grinders. Um, isn't this like the plot to the movie office space? <laughs> I kinda, yeah. Right? But instead of doing pennies on the transaction, yeah. he must've been doing like a large percentage of the transaction. Yeah. Right. Right into his bank account. Um, yes. so the beneficiaries here, it seems like are our guy, you to cow. I'm I'm totally the, first of all this yeah. show is for entertainment purposes only always has been always will be uh don't sue us bro but I would say yeah Yuda our boy Yuda and of course the infamous Mark Levin well that's what I was just going to say a, a narrative on this show has been people getting cheated in high stakes three mans with this revelation, could you make the case that those games were actually plus EV because of Parlay Picker? If you pick the right spots, that even if you were getting colluded against, Parlay Picker actually was the one paying the rake there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, but it, I think it's mathematically impossible to get colluded against in a three man if Parlay Picker is in there, man. I mean, but yeah. I get your point. Um, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I, I imagine they were sitting, they're looking at their three man ROI and it's, and, and they were probably, but they were probably misled. Like, man, I'm killing it. These three mans, they're super profitable. I'll never stop playing them when like 80%, 80% of their ROI came from one dude. Yes. Larry, keep reading. Yes. I, I've, I've read the article. We're, we're, we're going bit by bit here. We will, we will get to this. It's Go an hour lower. long show, Larry. Continue reading the article. Let me pace the show, Larry. <laughs> Let me face the show. Um, shout out though, Roto Grinders though, getting a little uh, ink spilled here in the uh, the paper of sports record on ESPN. Uh, they do have it as five hundred thousand dollars tracked on Roto Grinders, but they don't track the the high stakes three mans. Um, the contests were against elite competition and had buy-ins upward of twenty four thousand. Roto Grinders does not track such contests, and the results and buy-in figures would not be included in its online record. So, if they have five hundred thousand on record, and that doesn't include high stakes three mans, you could easily see how this is at least getting to multi millions of dollars. There you go. Yep. <sighs> okay. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm 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 sold. Um, the. The other thing too, right, is like, I I don't know a lot about defrauding, Brian, 
but it seems like this went on for a, an unnecessarily long amount of time. Like at what point is someone kind of checking some discrepancies in the books? Do the Jags not employ an accountant? I mean, this seems insane. I meant to Google this before we started. <laughs> and I forgot the Jags owner. Who's the Jags yeah. owner? Uh, 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 Khan. Yes. You, yeah. I, you, you, um, you knew it. Yeah. So, okay. He's the Pakistani American billionaire sports tycoon. Okay. No. So like I was thinking it's a, it's a case of so rich, you know? Yes. You're yeah. that he's, he's so rich that like, it just looks like a, a rounding error to him as opposed to losing 22 million. Yeah. Sir, we have a problem with the uh, 22 million in your, you know, your eighth sports team you own. Yeah. Uh, it's like 20, 22, 22 million. You're bothering me with 22 million, Pete. Yeah. Well, isn't that actually interesting in relation to, you know, Mark Cuban selling his majority share in the Mavs? Because in like the hierarchy of sports team owners, like we all view Mark Cuban, oh, he's this billionaire, he's on Shark Tank. But in that hierarchy, he is way, way down. Like compared to guys like Khan, like yeah. it's honestly insane that the disparity, even in that 0.01% of wealth, the various, you know, variations uh, or levels between those guys. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, he owns Fulham FC team. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Do you think there could be, uh, you know, Pakistan and India had a big war a long time ago? Do you think oh. Patel here maybe just didn't like his boss and he was going to take it out? Now, now it's a Lulz episode. Brian trying to tie <laughs> uh, this into uh, a war at the middle. Psychology. East. I'm thinking of the psychology here, Pete. <laughs> um. King said in the statement, this is his lawyer, that approximately 99% of the funds misappropriated from the Jags VCC were gambling losses, almost all while occurred on FanDuel and DraftKings. It, this goes back to uh, the thing, was he spending it on other money? If you were the lawyer trying to push this narrative of a gambling addiction, this is obviously the number you would say, right? You would say this is contained exclusively to gambling. He would never use a dollar from the Jags to go out to a nice sushi dinner. That's for sure. No, only gambling. It's because of his addiction. Yeah. that he couldn't control. Um, he's really the victim here. Um, the, uh, the, the, wouldn't you say sports betting though? Like if, if you're, you know, you're a lawyer, like which one would seem like I could get him off more. Wouldn't sports betting make sense? Cause this isn't the zeitgeist of most people like, Oh yeah. Sports betting addictive. Got it. Yeah. Or, is this the spin zone, Brian, that this is the ultimate case of DFS being a game of skill? Uh, because I'll, what we really need is the flip side of it. We need to see the three-man accounting of the people who just absolutely profited from going against these guys over the years. I I, I bet we know two of them. <laughs> yeah. It is true. Kirby says it, man. I, I'm the self-proclaimed deposit king. I think I think I've been dethroned, Brian. This guy, once he gets out of prison, I think you have to hire him for the Discord. <laughs> he could have the keys to the Deposit Kingdom Discord now. Uh, are you offended, Brian? We got interviews uh, in this article. A few DFS players. I think I recognize the name Drew Crawford. Uh, Drew Crawford. We have Matt Smith, who's uh, seminal on Twitter. Were you offended uh, that you weren't asked to to comment about this story? I was not. Um, I don't know if I would even have responded to him. <laughs> Come on, Brian. That would have been great promotion from the show. That's on true. Man. All right. Yeah, I probably, I probably would have said, yeah, I probably would have told you. And then you'd be like, you have to say something because I'm like, Fine. yeah, I, I don't even remember. I vaguely remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Because first of all, on FanDuel, I'm assuming he lost from what like the Twitter threads were saying was a lot of it was on FanDuel. And I don't play a ton on there. And I haven't played three mans despite the show being entertainment purposes only. We've said not to play three mans for two years now at least yeah maybe since the start so uh he he all oh, that's another thing is not only does this guy not do research and know how to play dfs or anything like that he doesn't watch this show because he wouldn't have been playing these three mans yeah so the quote from from matt smith he says uh that parlay picker would occasionally not even submit a lineup despite it being a three thousand dollar buy-in um that's when you know you're really splashing around when you don't feel the need to go check and make sure you have a lineup submitted there. He would train he would train 
the high stakes, uh, you know, wildcat-ish type of things too, or or, or luxury box. So like twenty four yeah. of the same thousand dollar lineup, like it, it's which is just completely horrible strategy. I guess unless you have an un- endless uh, Ponzi scheme going or endless uh, <laughs> office space scheme going on. Do you know? Do you think like so? These guys, you know, Matt. Uh, and Drew, apparently these guys would just sit, take this guy's money. Do you think if our guy Sheets ended up in a three-man with him that he would have reached out and taught him how to be a better player instead of taking his money? I would hope so. Um, he First, he'd probably be like, listen, check out my Stay Kings package. <laughs> Seems like it's, it'd probably be a better uh, actually investment, which is true, than what he would, Barley Picker was doing. Uh. Uh, and then he'd uh, have to, you know, walk him through how to play DFS. What do you think about this Galbraith theory here? Is it possible from Sacrilegious that Mock Lovin and Parlay P- Picker were in cahoots to launder all that money? Mock cleans up and pays Parlay Picker in his cut. Ah, uh, that you are a That's genius, kind of fun. sir. I can't believe <laughs> I that. Yeah. So, so when he gets out of prison, <laughs> he cuts Miss Twelve Million or whatever. That's right. Probably a little more if he's serving time and doing the maybe like you got to give the man you know 18 of the 22, uh, right? I would, uh, I would watch that reality show or documentary. You imagine Parlay Picker inside the yard gets his collect call talking to McLovin on the other side. Uh, you know, McLovin's having to send stuff in there, some extra little money for the contraband, make sure Parlay Picker is staying, uh, staying healthy and safe on the inside. That's what we all deserve. I mean, uh, if they were smart, though, it would be <laughs> do not contact me ever. Yeah. The uh, then down here, uh, we go, we got a then we got a, a veteran DFS player, and this is a blind item. I think we have to try to guess who gave this quote. One veteran DFS player who communicated with ESPN on the condition of anonymity said they believed Parlay Picker is the biggest loser ever on FanDuel. He was legendarily bad. The person added, if this quote was he was generationally bad, it's for sure CSU Ram. If he would have tossed in the word generational there, <laughs> is legendarily enough of a synonym and a sister of the adjective generational that this could have been CSU. Oh, no. This is this is big T. This got big T all over it for me. <laughs> he wants to be anonymous, right? He, he doesn't get involved anymore now that he's big C. Uh you know, so he'll stay anonymous and and legendarily bad. I could see him saying that. Well, I mean, but why why don't you get? I mean, if if you give the quote, then you get Run Pure Sports. Big Tony uh, said this, and people then you start googling. All of a sudden, ESPN readers are buying Run Pure Sports hats. It's a total cash cow. Because he's all into this. I don't want to get sued stuff now. I know he's big corporate. <laughs> Um, any other guesses in the chat who gave this quote? Yeah, who, who else? Okay, who else could it be? Um, uh, who they would contact uh, Smith is a good guess, does stuff with ESPN. He would put Although, his name to it. Smith would put his name to it. I don't legendarily bad to me. That's I still think it's Jetix. <laughs> <laughs> who, yeah, and I could see him not wanting. His name on uh, uh, attached to it. Dave, yeah, it's not. Dude, Davis would be like, make sure losers. you. <laughs> he was one of the biggest losers ever on FanDuel. Legendarily bad. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you put my handle in there. Um, all right. Our update here. Patel is scheduled to appear in federal court today Ooh. in Jacksonville, uh, where he's expected to plead guilty to charges of wire fraud in a legal monetary transaction in a statement last week, King said that Patel is deeply remorseful yeah. and is in treatment for his gambling addiction. The last tournament that Parlay Picker entered that was tracked on Roto-Grinders was the DraftKings World Golf Championship on July 6th, five months after the Jags fired him. So he was still getting in those streets, even when the uh, the cash cow dried up. Unless they have a misspelling here or whatever, they it, that means he made the, the World Golf Championship, so he <laughs> chewed up. And actually got in there. Oh, are you saying so? He, you think maybe his account balance had zero, but he had earned the ticket, so he still was able to play? Yeah, right? Like, he had – the only way to get into those is to queue them. 
Yeah. So I he, love that. Yeah. He I must have been, been playing cues left and right to get that. Oh, and then he probably was like, if I win this, I could start paying it back. Yeah. Have we, is, are there any photos of this guy? That name's going to be really common. I doubt. I don't, wouldn't hold my <laughs> breath. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Yeah, we got a photo of him. Huh. Indian American Amit Patel uh, swindles. I can pull up this article here. <clears throat> swindles football teams $22 million to fund luxury life. Normally, Brian, you see the photos and you go, these are the guys I lose to. How do I ever lose? This is the guy that's helping you win. That I mean, he's a he's the pride and joy of DFS Nation. He's a handsome man. He is, Brian. And do you think he's getting unfairly, uh, you know, or he, sh- he should be freed immediately? Yeah, of course. Um, because he's good looking. He's been set up. Um, <laughs> he should go back to his job, the exact same job he had before. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And what? let us know what games he's playing in. You're you're saying like when when there's like um, a murder or something, and if it happens to like a blonde girl at an Ivy League school, the disproportionate media coverage just because she's pretty and rich. You're saying that's happening to this guy here because he's uh, pretty and no longer rich. No, the bit was I want him to keep playing DFS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would be fun if we could get some more stories. I know uh, I can pull up the tweet here from. What's he uh, looking at? <clears throat> what's he looking at? For well, he's gonna be in court today. I'd... Yeah, I mean, does anyone have any clue on what stealing $22 million from your employer is? I mean, that's gotta be I don't know, a decade? Yeah. You would think. I mean and then he lost like, it all. That's like obviously way worse, right? Like, yeah, they can't recoup those. So this was a tweet from Matt Smith, who was in the article, uh, Sammy Knoll on Twitter. Uh, he would constantly do huge trains in high stakes, would occasionally have players who weren't even in his lineups, and the other times didn't even enter a lineup after registering. Uh, he's showing screenshots of some old DMs with someone. I beat Parlay Picker last night. That dude must have more money than Wakey Wakey. Uh, and that has uh, par- Parlay Picker went with a 23-team train. Uh Love that dude, Parlay Picker. So um, he, he he had been on the radar uh, within our our crew here for a while. I'm uh, asking ChatGPT how long he's expected to serve. <laughs> also, I got to pull up an old chat from uh, at the beginning of the show. I saw this from our guy Nick here. Um, where was this? Nick was sharing some inside stuff. Uh, where are you, Nick? I, okay, this guy... Let me let me pull this up here. This guy was a friend of a friend, and he invited us to play golf at his country club. The dude bragged about how much he won in DFS the past few weeks, legitimately the entire round of golf. He even showed me his FD account with 300000 so it's 100% uh, legit here. Uh, he bought a condo at Ponte Verde Beach and bought a few cars. See, that I knew there was the, the $22 million was going somewhere else. Right. Yeah, I mean, that could be a million right there. Easy. Um, wild. Yeah. His, uh, his Nick, lawyer is yeah. is ramping up those DFS losses. I'm betting. I'm sure he lost a ton. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. like I, he's playing an angle, and the media wants to run with it because it's a good story, and then people will talk about it. Look at this. Nick's practically best friends with him. He played in our Top Golf League. Also, newsflash to me: there's Top Golf leagues. Wild. Uh, for a week, and he was adamant the Monday night football game would be on the TV because he had DFS lineups in play that night. They're saying Chef GPT is giving me. I hate when they won't fucking answer. I was surprised you were going back. You have such a, a tumultuous up and down relationship with Chat GPT. I would, I would destroy this Android given the opportunity. <laughs> They're saying uh, it could be de- it could be decades. <laughs> decades. Wow. <clears throat> Here I have a I have a, a conspiracy theory. Okay. <laughs> what if? Uh, uh, well, okay. Well, I mean, I guess it's not a conspiracy theory. He like clearly this this is true. But what if this is kind of like the news story that I kind of warn about? 
to be used for regulation and the, to, oh god to cut cut down you know to cut under underdog even more and then they're like oh well, remember the patel guy oh god i don't know we really need to look into more regulation here you you're is is this theory that this is this story is a complete plant that he didn't actually defraud the Jags of 20. I was going to go at that, but I don't really believe that. I, I don't think it's a plan, <laughs> but I mean, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste, right? Uh, it's an opportunity to use it. They might as well blow it up. ESPN's in that, in that uh, world now. Yeah. I'm so, telling you, I think you can spin it both ways. I think you can spin it. The fact that he was playing so much DFS, uh, a game of skill, and that these people were lining up to uh, play against him as he punted it off. I think that further supports that that cause. They don't care though. Like that, the, the regular they don't they don't give a shit. They're just like, oh no, gambling addiction. That's the bad thing, and that's why government yeah. exists to stop bad things from happening to good people. And so we're gonna do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. It doesn't think we matter also if, it's, need to... if it's a skill game if 0.1% of the population does this. Brian, what would you what would your DFS play look like if you uh had access to 22 million in funds from from the Jags? What, uh, what would you start playing? Probably nothing. I I think that's enough to <laughs> now, <laughs> would you retire? Is 22, 22 million your number? Pro- probably. You would, you would, you would need something. You, your, your brain would need to do something. Yeah, I would probably do something. Try to find something else to do, and, and, and maybe I'd still play. But yeah. I'd probably, I'd probably just play like three lineups in like the the bigger ones. Yeah, yeah. Look at this. This is a good question. What, what would Brian with infinite money? What does your, what does your day look like? What are you, what are you starting to spend your time doing? It's, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to think about it because that's not not in the cards right now. That's why it's a hypothetical, Brian. I, I've never <laughs> contemplated it is all I'm saying. Uh, let me think. Oh, God. <sighs> Probably go to the, get a job with the Jags. <laughs> you, you go around the country uh, giving, like, PSA speeches about uh, flaws in VCC systems. I, Cautionary tale. I would get I would get another house in a warm state, probably Florida, and golf a lot more. Yeah, you 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 do strike me as you don't know, like. I always call bullshit when uh, Davis Maddox says that if he you know won Best Ball Mania and he'd just sail off into the sunset, or if he was a multimillionaire, it's like no, you'd be criminally online. I actually believe Brian that you would just like fish and golf uh, the the rest of your days in a, in a warm weather location. Yeah, I could I could do that. Yeah. I could do that. I, I still think you would get you would get intellectually bored. Are you someone that would just like sit around and read for four hours a day? Like, do you get into not anymore? I used that? I used to. Now I don't have the capacity to read because the internet's fried my my brain. But um, maybe this. Do we just go full Joe Rogan, Brian? I, you give me a a, a million dollar uh, a week salary with your new infinite money, and we just do lols. Full time, Joe Rogan style, three hour pods a day. I probably would do more more podcasting, like uh, just generally speaking, because I enjoy it. It's yeah. fun. I don't know if anyone would listen, but uh, I'd probably do. You know, another non gambling podcast. Yeah, I don't. I think be, you know because I have uh, kids now. I I don't think my life would. I don't think my my life would change that much. I think I'd mostly be doing. The same thing. There would obviously be some tweaks, but I think the general makeup of my days would look very similar. Would it though? Because I doubt you're still going to work for. I'm just saying I would still be making content. You know, yes, I would be that... writing. I would be doing streams. But I would like, be. You yeah. would be in charge. Like the you would just run it from your company. You know, like why? Yeah. But the thing is, in this hypothetical of like infinite money, you wouldn't even have to think about it as a company because you wouldn't have to make a single cent from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's it kind of goes back to the thing. Uh, uh, Nick Ercolano had this phrase he said on one of his shows where he said like most 
uh, stuff with being like doing content or turning like your passions into a business. He just said, it's like systemizing your passions. And I think if you have infinite money, you don't really need to systemize them. You just turn the cameras on and do whatever the systemizing, the organization, the packaging, the promotion, that's the stuff where you get a return from your time because you need the money. But if you didn't, you wouldn't have to systemize shit. You just, Brian, you fired up your live stream at 4.30 in the afternoon. Who cares? That's that's true. Wouldn't you still want number to go up, though, a little bit? Wouldn't you still want your shows to get a lot of views? Yeah. You're right, because in a way, right, like, in, in a way, the way people earn money or try to get money, it's a game, right? There's a gamification element to you. So if the money and those stakes meant nothing, you would still find ways to gamify things. I want X amount of subscribers, or I want X amount. Like, you would find a new way to judge your own success outside of money. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. like, if you like, I'm just thinking you specifically, if you're going to do this kind of public, more public profile podcasting, YouTubing, <clears throat> et cetera, you still will need to play the thumbnail game. By the way, today's thumbnail was fired. Did everyone else think the same thing? There was a good one today. Um, like you still got to do all that, that stuff. You know, if yeah. you want, like, cause you don't want to do, you don't want to do a podcast and, you know, four people listen to it. it... Yes, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And I mean, we're, we're very fortunate that we have 220 people watching live right now, us envisioning what our lives would be like <laughs> uh, with 22 million. <laughs> <sighs> what do you think the Jags of all the NFL franchises to get defrauded of 22 million? What do you think would have been the funniest? Like the Jags is kind of funny but it's not the funniest i don't think huh uh i mean i, I would have thought like like the dallas mavericks i know it's not the nfl but that yeah. mark you've been getting defrauded even though he doesn't own them anymore 22 million would yeah. crack me up yeah um, who who else uh james like dolan in in new york that's another nba I feel for some reason like the Chargers would be very funny to me. They've just had such this insane run out. They get, you know, uprooted from San Diego, moved to Los Angeles. No one goes to their games. They finally land on a franchise quarterback. Their 90% of their team is hurt all of the time. And they have like a funny social media account and people constantly like recirculate old tweets from the the corporate account about pf changs it just feels like a place they employed david chow who's like one of the worst nfl team doctors we've ever seen it just seems like they're an organization that wouldn't notice 22 million being gone the what about the raiders yeah because it's in vegas well, they they did lose 22 million it was on a john gruden uh 10-year contract i think <laughs> How about how about the Oakland A's? Um, yeah. It's like, well, we can't fill the team this year because that was our entire budget. <laughs> like, that, they, don't, they have no money. That would be actually that just general archetype of a money ball style GM, you know, where they're like, you know, trying to pinch pennies and get good down the line. Uh, they're like, sorry, guys, we can't be in the luxury tax at all uh, because we are funding uh, high stakes three man cash games for one of our employees. Uh, Jim Ursay, just to see what he would say. <laughs> yeah, man, Jim Ursay. It, it it is. I wonder. Do you think that, like that brand of owner, the 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 type of owner who is very public and meddles in his team's affairs, the the Mark Cubans, the Jerry Joneses. Do you think that archetype will always exist? Yes, that's the dream, isn't it? It's like, it's I mean, the fun of it, right? Like if instead of twenty two million, we got twenty two billion. Yeah, well, I'm probably buying a team, even though I don't even want to deal with it, like the headache of it. Yeah, and I'm gonna be doing some stuff to it. Like I'm gonna be hiring tons and tons of you know gambling guys and stuff. Well, do you know what this gets back to that thing the of how you will find yourself caring? Say, say you have infinite money. Let, let, let's literally say like a hundred billion dollars, and you do buy the franchise, right? And the stakes are still so low for you, but you think about the public feedback in the people roasting you if the team isn't headed in the right direction, or you have a bad year, or you hire the wrong coaches, or you, you know, mess up a trade. 
like that would be the part of you that made you competitive. You're like, I don't want to be the laughing stock, even if it's like, who cares? 22 billion down the drain doesn't fucking matter to me. You would still have emotional stakes in that. I thought I thought about this is this is like we daydream way too much for things that are never going to happen. But like I have thought about it like I would because I would want to do like I'll hire like people like, you know, Bob Volgaris and stuff like that and put yeah. together a team. And we're just going to we're not we're going to go for it on fourth down a lot. You know, just like yeah. this is what the numbers say. We're doing it. But would you have the balls of all the normie dummies and ESPN and all of them coming after you every day about how you you lost 47 to six, you know, yeah. and cause you went for it on fourth down in the, in the first quarter when normally you shouldn't. So basically in the same way we have some of those college teams and even high school teams, right. Where it's like the high school team that only shoots three pointers or the college team that goes for it on fourth down every single time. It brings some like radical play style to an actual NFL franchise because you do not give one shit what the pundits say uh, about what you're doing. Can, can we flip this around? Go for what, it. What for 22 million? How much time would you be willing to serve? <laughs> which, but on which end? Do I serve the time and then get the 22 million? Yeah. Or do I get to blast off and then I have to go pay my dues? Huh. I guess it doesn't really matter. I guess either I way. It does. Okay. I'm such a forward thinking, like it'd be psychologically so much easier to be like, all right, I get these five years done and then we go play, as opposed to the entire time you're playing, it's like, I got to be in prison in about a year, man. This sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say after you get, okay. You do the time. Then you get paid. I mean, it do. It, I, I feel like this question would be so much easier to ask me like pre having a kid because that just like contemplates it. Can we yeah. do in this hypothetical that you don't have like a family let's, let's, of any kind? Let's say that. Let's say you yeah. don't have any strings of any kind. And the, in the numbers, I get 22 million when I'm done paying my time. Why not? Yeah. Um, and I mean, this, sorry, is what, more. this is what he was faced with, right? Because like, it goes through my mind like this guy is while he's, you know, I, I, I could kind of wrap my head around, ah, you know, I'm gonna, I'll take you like a thousand dollars, you know, it'll happen over a month, they won't know, yeah, I could pay my rent or something like I could kind of figure that, but like this, you're doing, you're doing time, man, and you still go through with it. And this isn't like some luxury prison, right? I mean, this is like a real prison. It's it's a it depends on if it's a federal crime or not, which makes yeah. it way worse because federal crime, like you have to do the majority of the time served, I think over 80 percent. Yeah. Um, and you go into federal penalty in the ass prison, which is not where you want to be. I think um, I think my number just being completely honest, I don't think I would be able to agree to like any more than six months. I think I would do like three to six months. I, I'm, I, I, I agree. Like, I don't, I don't even know about six, like six is a lot. Like three is probably a little bit more realistic. Just give me 90 days and out of there. And then I would need like a startup time because I would have to go to the gym every day, <laughs> eight hours a day and get jacked and fighting classes for like six months to a year and a half before I go in. Isn't that some people use like going on a vacation as motivated to get in shape? Brian's like, I'm going to prison, baby. I'm working out. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I listen to like, uh, you know, a lot of criminal justice reform stuff and stuff like that. And like, you do not want to go in there. Uh, um, do you, if you ever heard of the YouTuber FPS Russia? He was like big in early YouTube days. Like, mm -mm. he had a fake Russian accent. He would like, get tanked somehow and blow shit up. Um, anyways, he does, he does a podcast now and he got busted um, because of that channel. They were, they were like, uh, you know, the FBI was kind of just watching them and he ordered weed or something. Yeah. And so they got him on that. So it's like weed over the mail is now a federal crime. And mm -hmm. so like, they were just trying to completely fuck him to shut down his channel. He did, he did shut his channel down and he went to jail, but like they got it down to, I think he had to do one month. Mm. And even just him describing that one month is like, and he's, he's like a big six two big dude. And it did not sound like even that one month is something you want to do. Well, don't you think for the reasons that we wouldn't be wanting to go to prison, don't you think it's almost like, the zero to one is the bigger leap than like one to a hundred talking in like days. 
You know, like the difference of being one day in prison versus 30 doesn't seem that different to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the first few days. Yes. And then after that, like if you're, yeah, then, then yeah. you could, you could make the month. Um, but if you could do one month. There you go. I love too how, how sick this hypothetical is. Cause like Nick is saying, you know, three, six months, you changing your life forever. You're a changed man being like, you wouldn't want to do it. And then on the flip side, Oh, that's that with no kids. That's insanely <laughs> low for 22 billion. I'd go to prison for longer than six months. Uh, Way longer. You should look into that. what happens in, in federal prison, my friend. Um, uh, Amit is not going to have a good time. The other key about this, Brian, you wouldn't want any of your fellow inmates finding out uh, the $22 million you're receiving upon exiting. You would want to keep that on oh, the Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's definitely definitely true. Or maybe, maybe you're like, listen, bro, you got my back here. I could, uh, you know, I'll give you 10K as soon as I get out of here. What do you what do you think though for this guy Amit? What do you think the psychology is here? Do you think he's naive during this stretch, thinking I'm never going to get caught? I'm just going to have, or do you think in the back of his head he's just like I'm going to get busted eventually, but I'm going to have the time of my life until I do? But why buy a house? Like that seems like time of your life is you know coke and hookers and and df three man's I'm against sure that too, dude. <laughs> buying a house and cars i guess cars house like seems like that's like that must have taken a month to get that house yeah i mean it takes months at a bare minimum if you have cash and like pick out your house today how about how about this do you think he was using any dfs content or projections or was he literally just logging in and clicking buttons it's I, I bet he was logging in and clicking buttons. And I, I don't know. I dispute this gambling addiction thing in general because, like, if you were addicted to gambling, then you would at least submit a lineup so you could sweat it. That's the whole point. Right. Because you could, anyone could just dump money somewhere and just leave it on the side of the road. Like, that's not yeah. fun. Right. If he outed a site, as the site he subscribed to, would that be the biggest death blow to a DFS content projection site you could ever have? The guy that was yours up, you know, it's the inverse screenshot. This guy lost 22 million subscribing to your site. It's too bad he didn't like write some articles for a site. Like they hire him. <laughs> High stakes superstar parlay picker. Oh my goodness. Just an absolute body bag. Like he has, he has his old tweets up, like shouting out, uh, insert random, uh, <laughs> the stochastic site. hall of fame. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> that would yeah. be awesome. Because it does based on the stories Nick was telling in the chat, uh, from top golf, it, it did seem like he was certainly on team sweat, the lineups, you know, wanting to watch his teams. Right. Um, so, well, so why not? Like, it doesn't seem to me like, I guess I could see running a train. And, but like, really, why wouldn't you want 24 different lineups and then you have all these sweats? Like, that's the real addiction of DFS. Well, it makes me wonder if he even understood how DFS worked, like tournaments work. Did yeah. he even understand the difference between a three-man contest and a big GPP? He might yeah. not have understood that. It's, it's, it, gambling addiction is usually to like instant feedback or – um uh, intermediate feedback, like, yeah. like slot machines. Um, Florida has casinos, and I'm assuming he was living there. Yeah. So, like, DFS does not – it doesn't add up for me entirely is what I'm saying here. Yeah. Does Man. he know Whistles Go Woo? <laughs> Whistles is the one who actually uncovered this. This was why he I became bet. a Fed was to go undercover as a DFS pro, sit in these games, collect all of this intelligence, and then bring this dossier to the federal government. That I <clears throat> how do you know this? <laughs> just rumors. Oh my god. So goodness. like do you think he was, you know, like literal office space movie, like, oh, I'll just do a little bit, you know, and then it and then eventually he's like, wow, no one's caught me yet. Let's go up to 500 k 
that's what I'm really fascinated by his psychology with with how he was approaching this. And, and again, too, like what is one of the reasons why more people sports bet compared to DFS? It's so much easier, right? You can just right. go say, I want to bet on the Bears to win the game. Boom, one click. Drop $10,000 bet, $50,000. You can get down as much as you want on the Bears winning this week. DFS, it's like, I got to make, if you're even, even if you're just clicking buttons, you're like, shit, I overwent on my salary. Got to remove these two guys and do a 2v2 that fits in here. Like there must, there was some element of the DFS that was clearly fun for him. You have, and you have to wait the whole time. In football, you used to bet the first game, it's over, then bet the next game and DFS, right. wait for the whole slate. So Do you that think- part doesn't add up, but like, because if you, if you bring in the prison stuff, if someone's like, we're going to steal $22 million, like any sane person has to go like, okay, if I steal $22 million, I'm probably locked up for a good decade or two. Right. But if you steal ten grand every week and then you bump it up to fifty grand, and then eventually you're taking hundred grand a week. And then, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, my God, I'm up to $22 million? This is the funniest comment to me. It's illegal as an NFL employee to bet on NFL. Do you know what else? It is also illegal to do as an NFL employee defraud your employer of $22 million. I promise you, you don't this care. Is, this is the biggest doing. sin right here. The he he violated his, his employee code of conduct. That's what I'm, I'm most pissed about. If we find out that he bet on a single side during that three-year stretch – Guillotine. Oh my god. Guillotine. How do we not piece this together? <laughs> Who is the star wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Or Calvin he was Ridley? Star- Calvin Ridley. Is that how he brought Calvin Ridley to Jacksonville? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> there's something going on there. Maybe oh, he's man. like, hey, I need to get some money down. Yeah. Do you I mean? Uh, also, Don, if I saw correctly, did you win the Underdog Cardio Club uh, a top BBM team? I think I saw that. You get to free roll BBM next year. Congratulations. If so, by the way. After talking all of this through, Brian, do you think the story is just a little too clean? Yes. Something, something, something. We need more information. I don't buy it. The gambling addiction. The gambling addiction thing is, uh, Pete might be frozen here, but I'll, I'll, I'll go on. The gambling addiction thing. <clears throat> I think there's some sort of angle going on here, clearly to like lower his sentence, but also um, like the uh, um, what's the idea of like um, um, yeah, so it does look like look like Pete's gone. What was I talking about? Oh yeah, the gambling addiction thing. So like he could lower the theoretically lower his prison sent, uh, sentence if he blames it on gambling, but like. I don't see how that matters. Like if you steal 22 million and then invest it in low fee mutual funds, how does that, um, like, how does that matter that it's just like, Oh, it's a less risky uh, investment <laughs> portfolio. So we should drop his, uh, we should drop his, his sentence. Like, I don't even understand the play. So um, Pete will be back. I'm assuming he's probably going to his uh, backup internet. And he'll be here in a second. But what do you what do you guys think? I'm on the side right now that uh, the gambling addiction something's not adding up here. Usually it's yeah. So like beach houses and cars, Brad saying like usually the the gambling addiction is something that is like an intermediate or quick uh, type of gambling. DFS is kind of slow. Like and he's playing PGA. PGA is four days, right? He's ma- he's maxing cues to get into the the world championship. So like, I, it doesn't make golf would be the least gambling addicted form of DFS probably. I mean, I wonder if they could ever parse those numbers down. So like that doesn't add up. Um, I think the money. Too, if they say the majority of the twenty-two million went to DFS, but he's buying a house in a nice area of Florida, multiple cars, um, and if he's showing, um, who is it, Nick, or whoever here in chat said he was playing golf with him, if he's showing his account and only has three hundred thousand, I know that's a lot of money for 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 people, but like if it's only three hundred thousand in there, like I don't know, 
Like it feels like he should probably have more than that. I guess unless he's just flushing 300k down every you know two weeks or something, um, which is possible. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't get the COVID chat. I can't highlight your guys' uh, comments. Pete, Pete's never granted me the uh, the authority. I can't, I'm not to be trusted. Um, but let's read some comments before Pete gets back in here. Um, Den Den wouldn't be shocked if he was firing off on blackjack in the DK Casino. The DK Casino makes sense. I don't know if they have that uh, in Florida. What do they have? They they might have some restrictions in Florida. Actually, they might not have casino or sports betting. Um, does anyone live in Florida know if DK allows anything besides the FS there? Um, BKS is someone whose job it is to perform uh, investigations. I can tell you that most likely the situation is it started small and spiraled out of control. That 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 makes sense to me. I was kind of alluding to that earlier. Um, uh, just based on like that prison idea, like in when if he stole stole ten thousand, like he's not gonna do time, right? I think. But then, like, it eventually starts adding up, and he's just like, screw. Maybe he was trying to win it back so he could just pay it, like pay like win ten million back and be like, okay, here's ten. Like, I see, I gave it back to you. Um, and then that just kept snowballing, and then the ten million just eventually got up to twenty-two. He seems like a maniac. Like if he's not playing DF, if he's playing DFS this badly, like what can this guy's IQ be? But he was a he was able to to come up with this office space computer scheme. You have, you have to be at a pretty high level of coding there, I would assume. Uh, I'd like to see what he was doing there. This is a, a total movie situation. Uh, Don, he was trying to make enough money playing DFS to pay back what he stole, obviously. Okay, that's what I just said. Um, Doofy businesses often inflate their losses for insurance purposes, something I imagine a billionaire as well. Oh, look at this. He's back. Dude, I uh, I decided to try our prison hypothetical early. <laughs> and I, I just headed down the road to the penitentiary <laughs> They let you in pretty quick. Yeah. Well, you know, I just I shipped a guard and uh, they let you in real quick after that. Is it is it like um, are you like and actually I think I might stay here a little while. It's not that it, bad. It's nice. Yeah, they got granola bars and um, seems like they're gonna have the game on tonight. They um they don't have the YouTube TV uh, thing, but they do have Amazon Prime, so I think I'm gonna be good. Okay. Are you gonna are you gonna do like a ship chasing uh, from prison? Yeah, soap chasing. Is uh is the the thieves tonight? <laughs> uh, sorry, but I know you're a pro streamer, Brian. You know, not all of my hosts I can just leave vamping like this when my internet goes down. So uh, thank you for uh, carrying this. But you do do the rookie streamer mistake, which is uh, you'll leave a comment up on the streamyard for far too long. I that, that's because I don't have control over that. Otherwise, I would. Oh, is that me? That's you. <laughs> Uh, there we go. All right. Look at this. I'm, I can just produce the show on my phone. Why am I ever even in my office, Brian? I could be traveling the world doing lulls. Now you're in prison, so it's going to be <laughs> tough. Um, uh, yeah. What What did I miss? What did I miss? Did we have any other revelations about Parlay? Uh, we were talking about, like, you know, what the reason, like, what, how quickly he lost the money and, like, I think everyone's kind of agreeing. He it, it kind of snowballed on him. Maybe he was trying to chase those losses to pay back if he ever got caught. Like, yeah, because it, it doesn't make. And also too, like I just like the more we talk about, it, the more it doesn't add up. Like monetarily, yeah. like uh, I think he's 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 he lost a decent amount of money in other other areas. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, maybe we'll we'll revisit this uh, story. It's unfortunate because it seems. You know, we've had some guests over the year who are like, maybe we could get Cash Out King on, you know, sometimes like this. But I don't think we're going to have a shot at getting a meet to come on Lulz. Oh, God, that would be sweet. Um, well, maybe he'll be a cellmate with you. <laughs> <laughs> They're making have fun you, of your name. I know you're not on uh, TikTok, but there are some massive uh, prisoner TikTok accounts. 
um, that have huge followings that do live streams. Some of them have like a niche, like there's the cooking dude and it's him showing all the various things, like how he makes a burrito with his contraband in prison. There's guys that play hoops that, that live stream, there is room for more prison content creators. I think. Well, I mean, I, we could do low. We could do low. I mean, I'm not going to go there, but I'd be still, I'd be willing to co-host. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go talk to Lauren right now. I'm going to tell her about my new kind of content plan for life. (laughs) And it's leaving my one-year-old child and her going to prison and becoming the first DFS prisoner streamer. She's like, and there's no 22 million at the end of this rainbow. No, no, (laughs) doing it free of charge. Just, just some incredible life experiences, honey. (laughs) You know, another thing with my conspiracy theory, parlay picker. It's yeah. a lot like parlays on underdog and prize picks, not don't, DFS. Don't call them that, Brian. They are fantasy pick'em entries. Uh, I know, but I'm, this is what they're going to use parlay picker to take take them down. It does sound like the username sounds like some kind of tool that would get released for helping you build these on the sites yeah. you like, sign up and get parlay picker for 35 percent off <laughs> um have i seen the TikTok of the prison parlay guy who oh i did hear i did see that one yeah there's this guy who um like gives out his picks ahead of time but then there was some controversy because it was like the video went live after some of the picks hit so you didn't know if there was some sleight of hand there but apparently there's a there's a prodigy in prison who can hit the 12 leggers. Did he actually win? Did he actually get it? That's what he said. That's what it said. Yeah. Get some meal money. I know. Um all right, Brian, as much as I would like to do the rest of the show uh up on my stairs right by the door exiting uh my house where there's good service, uh I, I think we've had ourselves a show. Yep, we got an hour in here. I didn't think we were going to go a near 60 minutes on Parlay Picker, but we we went down the hypothetical rabbit hole. And I don't know about you, but I've kind of come to appreciate my life circumstances more than I did an hour ago. I'd much rather be here than where Parlay Picker is later today in court. <laughs> oh, we, we were going to talk a little bit about playoff basketball. We can maybe do that on a future episode. I know you're working on some stuff with the brick draft caddy for helping people uh, draft in those. Yeah, it's a little tricky, a little tricky getting it set up so it can like auto draft something uh, usable for that, that format since there's so much negative correlation, but yeah, hopefully next day or two, we can add something. Yeah. And by the way, uh, if you guys aren't, you know, we've talked about the draft caddy before helping you draft the battle royales. I'm telling you, Brian, this is going to be a great week to do battle royale drafters. Everyone on underdog just got their stimmies from regular season payouts. Everyone's accounts feeling flush. We got some big prize pools this week. And just from my, my limited drafts I've already done, they seem to be a little bit more unhinged than normal. I think people are blasting off with the money in their account. Uh, is parlay picker uh, uh, in any of these drafts, Pete? You know, yeah. we didn't talk about, and, and we, we, we don't have to, but I was going to mention, I wonder if they're going to try to recoup any of that money. Ooh. Yeah. But, like, from, recoup it how? From DraftKings or then DraftKings through the players. What what kind of recourse would they have to even get that back? I don't know, but you, there has to be some sort of stolen uh, funds uh um, yeah, not law, but what's that called? Uh, where it's decided in, in court. Um, and so it, whatever happened previously was decided is how they'll apply it going forward. I cannot think of the name, okay. but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure there's yeah. been case law. I'm sure there's been some case law. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's probably like, no, yeah, you got to give it back to you. Those are the rules. Uh, and I was in a few of those with you too, and you need to give it back to me. Uh, yeah, I can um, use my, my Utabux. Precedent was that the word you were looking for? Yeah, precedent. There we go. Yeah, so like that could be a thing. Yeah, it, or or Khan just kind of looks in his couch cushions tonight and finds twenty two million and change, and is like, "Yeah, we'll be fine." That yeah, that they they'll probably they'll want to kick this under the rug, unless of course 
they yeah. want to make it big to use to their advantage and go, oh, we don't want any of this regulation. Yeah, we hate it. If if you were if you covered the Jags as a beat reporter and you don't ask Calvin Ridley his thoughts about this story, you deserve to lose your job. That's my take. Uh, amen. Yeah. Especially after the season he's had. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. Uh, I am going to uh, to head out. If you want to hang out with us tonight on the Shipcast for Soap Chasing, we have Danny Kelly uh, from The Ringer who's going to be joining us for Easton Stick versus Aiden O'Connell. Anything else you want to mention on your end, Brian? Uh, I did the take cast yesterday, and, and Davis told me after we ended – not one person will listen to that the whole way through. So it was a nice compliment. <laughs> that's that's one of those bits where anytime you say that, trust me, there are people listening to it all the way through. The real question is last time I think you were on the take cast, uh, Davis went with a, a clickbait that really kind of slandered your good name. Did did that yeah. happen again? Um no, no. Okay. No, uh, what did you guys talk about? Uh, Bitcoin, and then eventually just started talking about everything. He, because he was he had a he had a podcast with Ricky D, where that you know Ricky D likes to talk about you know what makes people happy and stuff like that. So we started BSing about that at the end. It was all over. So it was it's like the inverse of our conversation, where it's like, what would life in prison be like? (laughs) Right? Yeah. How do you? How would you be happy in prison? And that could be a whole episode. There you go. I don't know if I now my internet's losing it. I'm gonna power down the stream. I don't know if I lost Brian or if you guys lost me. Have a no, great uh, rest here, of your week. Here. We'll see you guys around. Power it down. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.